Hot diggity dog, it's Hotline League episode 147. Morning, we got a show in store for you tonight. We got my constant host, Mark Zimmerman, here. Mark Zimmerman, how's it going on down at the farm? Uh, the, what, the cat farm? I don't know. We're just, uh, you know, we're here. We did, by the way, I just want everyone to know, I did a much more tame intro to this episode, and then Mark took uh, issue with it, so that's why everybody has to listen to that. My bad, guys. Uh, I'll never try and encourage Travis to do anything ever again. Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, world is over, but I was already kind of in like the the world's hangover last week, you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm actually, I've been pretty productive this you week. You were not hyped stuff. for top, or sorry, for Damwon and... Uh... No, I just meant like in terms of like the flipping your sleep schedule back. Oh, and yeah, like yeah. Having not as much to do because I, I, I was done after quarters... Yeah, I didn't do semis. So, you know, I've, I've been off for a while in terms of, like, having a lot of work. I do the dive in this, and that's mostly it. Um, so, Genshin Impact is slowing down, you know. I'm at hit AR39. Um, and there's not much to do, so I'm just... Uh, I've started working on some other stuff again, so... Nice. Well, that's fun. Uh, well, anyway, some of you guys might have known this, but World Finals happened. I actually think... I think very few people watched world finals from north america that is my suspicion I, I think so too i actually was getting like i mean this is how i tell i mean quality of tweets is going to change just a little bit but like amount of yeah. interactions on my tweets uh as i tweet them because when a game ends and i tweet the, the basic just like reaction tweet i'm usually not saying anything that interesting and like sometimes you'll get a thousand from a eu or na game or something and yeah. then it was like 200 it Twitch chat seems to be about split right now. I didn't poll them formally, but half of them are saying I did very triumphantly, and the other ones are like I didn't care. Um, I mean, this is definitely a more hardcore crowd as well, you know, yeah. compared to average NA fan. Yeah, the, but the TSM fan. We'll talk a little bit about TL finals. The, I think we can take a couple calls about it. I'm sure somebody will want to talk about the opening ceremony, which yeah. I can field because Mark will be too much of a coward to talk about anything that's pro pr production related. Well, I don't care. You think I can't talk about the screaming 3D model face? <laughs> uh, you see that? The, yes, like, yes. The P <laughs> everybody calls her PS2. Was, which oh, character yeah. was it? Yeah. I forget. Uh, it was, anyway. It was great. Um, <laughs> we can talk about that. And, and if anybody wants to call and actually talk about the finals themselves, uh, happy to do that. I do think most of this will be an off-season episode. Uh, if people are wondering why we don't have a guest this week, basically, no one wants Every, to do anything right now. <laughs> everyone basically responded to Travis, fuck off. Yeah. It was more polite, but... So, so for context, uh, a lot of the European pros are... Sorry, a lot of the, the LCS pros are in Europe. Uh, Niski, for instance, said he'd be on, but he'd be asleep because it's the middle of the night. So what happens whenever most of your pros are... Not most European. of them, but a good deal of them are international. And then I think all the analysts and everybody, they're like, we just worked our ass off for six weeks for Worlds. Like, the last thing we want to do is a, a show called Hotline League. So we could have just canceled this thing. But Mark and I care about have. you guys in a way. No. No. <laughs> Mark and I care about you guys in a way that other people don't. And that's why we're here. So uh, Twitch Prime's to the left. Thank you. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, the analysts, too, they're not even, like, off. Like, uh, I messaged Jat after Worlds, and, like, we talked a little bit about, you know, like, his first year coaching and stuff. And I was like, all right, cool. So you're going to enjoy, you know, the end of Worlds and oh, some time yeah. off. And he's like, probably not. Have to figure out what we're doing next year. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't even think like, you know, offices, the front office, whatever it's called in esports, I don't think they really even have time off. Yeah, that's true. Everybody's going hardcore on that. That being said, I just want to be upfront with people. I do not have a ton of, like, let's put it this way. It sounds as though behind the scenes is pretty locked right now. It's locked up in the, where is Licorice going to go? Is Niski playing for Cloud9? Um, a lot, like, basically the way a lot of this stuff works is everything kind of holds up. Like, the Vulcan Cloud9 deal, I think, last time was one of the big ones, where, like, everybody's in this waiting phase where, like, I think four teams want Licorice, is the last I've heard. And so... Once that happens, then other people start to go, it's like, okay, that team got that. So we're now we're going to get this top laner from this team. And then that means we need this mid laner because that top laner is important. Like everything is yeah. kind of in a fr frozen state right now from what I'm hearing. Maybe there's a little bit of movement, but um, I think what that means is that this episode is going to be cool because people can call in and talk about the rumors that are out there and uh, also what they would like to see. So before we got, we get deluge with deluge. Ah, I always fuck up that word. How do you say it? Deluge. Okay, yeah, that one. With with certainties around who is doing what, I think this will be a good call, uh, episode to have people call in and say, like, I want FlyQuest to build out this roster, or I think Jensen is stupid for re-signing with Team Liquid or something. Uh, whatever. Uh, so I think yeah, we'll I mean, there's also that. some other rumors, too. Like, the there's the big supposed leak uh, about LS to T1 with Polt or whatever today. Yeah. Um, so there's probably some some other stuff that we can uh, grab if we see it. Yes, yes, I am. Uh, I'm down to do that. I uh, thank you, by the way, to Alienware for sponsoring this episode. As always, we love them. Oh, by the way, oh, I'll just say it at the start, just in case people don't listen to the, the ad later on or they don't get to that part of the show. Uh, Travis Tenoff Q4. So whenever you're looking to use my code with uh, Black Friday deals and all that stuff, we are now Travis Tenoff Q4, no longer Q3. Anywho, Diamond wants to know where he's going. Do you know where Diamond's going? What's the rumor? Um, I I heard he was going to amateur. Actually, he was getting relegated down from, from academy. From academy, yes. <laughs> I hear he's going you? to hundred T next. He says I'm going to Turkey. <laughs> oh, enjoy CIS. Anyway. Uh, so we're going to talk about all sorts of cool stuff on this. this. should be a pretty fun fun call. Yeah. Fun episode. Do you remember, I actually have a little spiel I want to give at some point uh, to the to the European free agents. Remember that that when it was like late one night and we were joking about... Uh, oh, I brought this up in the Shocks interview. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, but go ahead because a lot of people do. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Mark Zimmerman's like, financial advice for EU pros. It's, it's, just, it's just a little bit of, you know, it's a reach out to them. If people want to clip this and send it to their favorite... European pros, even though you're an NALCS fan, maybe there's someone you enjoy watching and you want to see them in NA. So, so here it is. Hey, EU free agent. Uh, I know you never want to come to North America because you want to stay in Europe so you have a chance to win Worlds. Um, but I don't know why you think this because Europe is never going to win Worlds either. If G2 couldn't do it these past couple of years, you're probably not going to be able to get it done either. Let's be honest here, okay? And what you're really doing is you're turning down a couple hundred extra you know, extra $100,000 uh, and LA weather and food and hanging out with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio at pools, if you're going to uh, believe Reddit. Um, and you're giving all that up for the opportunity to get knocked out of worlds 
a week later than North America. Instead of losing tiebreakers in groups, you can have the honor of losing a best of five to LCK and LPL. And uh, when you're 50 years old and you don't have that couple of million dollars from the NA investors and with some proper financial management, I've grown it to a couple million dollars. I'm sure you won't regret anything. I mean, you can definitely feed kids and pay rent with that honor that you secured in that best of five loss. So, you know, enjoy the off season. Just a little food for thought. Feel free to spend $300,000 to lose to a rando Chinese team who won't even make it to the finals. Of 18-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, who's just like, what? <laughs> anyway. Just some food for thought, you know. When you're 50 years old, you'll, you'll be able to pin your hat on that one. Reroller says, possibly the cringiest thing I've ever heard. That's a quote. That's a, a review from Twitch chat. I'll take it. Anyway. I didn't want likes on this episode anyway, so it's it's fine. <laughs> I mean, I listen, it's it's mostly a meme. 90% of meme. I, I mean, respect like, people. Yeah, I think it's like I think it it's important to bring this stuff up because one it is kind of true. And I think the LEC fans even if they get frustrated by it, should understand that like when you have a pro that decides to turn down an NA offer, like they are doing it, it very in a very noble way. Some, you know, some would say foolishly, I don't know, but in a very noble way to try to compete. And I think it's also important because whenever people get angry that pro players come over here, they should understand like that is a real argument. Somebody like, a, and if you're an NA LCS GM, sorry, LCS GM, and you're trying to court a player, you, you could base you could say like, look, you're not on G2, you're not on Fnatic. I don't know if that team is going to be able to get you to and finals. Even if you are on them, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, but I will say, um, it's actually like I'm not, I'm not even like a good advocate for this mentality because I definitely am not like that motivated by money. I I don't pursue my most lucrative options. I do things that I want to enjoy, and so. You know, I totally get people who are like, no, I actually want to stay like close to my family or, you know, with people I enjoy working with or whatever it is. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of arguments against it, too. Uh, well, let's get into the call, shall we? All right. You want to we're getting in early. It's only 823. Yeah, no, I'm trying go? to think if there's anything else. Uh, I do want to actually give I tweeted about this, but I do want to give a thank you to everybody. I am not very much like a a views oriented person uh, for really? my YouTube channel. Uh, but I care more about putting out good content than about like <laughs> how many views Mark, Mark has heard me talk a lot about views this month because um, what did feel really bad was whenever I had very little content uh, hitting the channel through group stage. And uh, that was for a variety of reasons, which maybe I'll talk about at a later time, but it just, it sucked. Um, and I normally try to get a ton of that. And so I really buckled down and tried to say like, no, I'm not going to let this October become a disaster for the channel where I usually expect to get all these videos up for worlds. And then I just under deliver. So worked really hard. I think we put out a total of originally, I think I thought it was 57, but it might be as much as 60 videos. And I'm looking at the channel. And the channel got, um, it broke 3 million views, which we've never done before for my YouTube channel and my coverage. So I just want to th say thank you to everybody who tuned in all, to all the extra content that I was putting out that month. We tried to do a lot of really cool stuff. So uh, thank you everyone for doing that. It's always really appreciated. 
Anyway. So are you saying about you don't care about views? No, I mean, like, this is a... I don't normally tend to obsess over, did I get a million views or did I get two million views or whatever, but, like, I think when I can say I grinded really hard and a bunch of people came in and supported it and we hit a record for the channel, I think that that feels really good, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never want to get into a point where, like, every month I am desperate to get a certain number of views. I mean, when we go sell, you know, estimations to Alienware, first they are they are estimations in terms of what we're going to get. We're never guaranteeing, like, we will 100% X hit X number of views because that's how you end up in, like, a, a world where I have to start manufacturing drama or clickbait or something like that, which is not a good place to be in ethically. But, um, yeah, I mean, I... I always we always try to do this in a in a pretty good way. We even you know our estimations are usually far below what we expect the channel to hit too. So I try to avoid chasing the view numbers. But for October, it felt really good to to break a record. Anyway, shall we get into calls? Uh, yeah. I oh, we can we also should. talk about the Players Association because that news came out as well. Oh yeah, the Players Association. Did that did happen? Yeah, I have not watched your Darshan interview yet, but that is one I actually intend to watch. It's it's pretty long. I think it's pretty good. Um, other than Darshan, I think received a lot of criticism for not giving specific answers on stuff they had accomplished and or goals going forward. It sounds like part of the reason is they don't have their goals set yet because he's trying to kind of rebuild it. But for anyone that missed it, one last week I I talked about how Riot is no longer going to fund the LCS Players Association. Now Darshan claims that like. That might happen again, I don't know, but everything I've heard is that, at least for now, they are not planning on doing it, and they have ended their current agreement with the Players Association. Um, and then I did an interview with Darshan about it going forward, so I'm sure we'll have some calls about that if anybody wants to talk about that as well. So, without further ado, shall we get into it? I haven't pulled anyone yet, so this might be a, a bit of a, of a minute to uh, find people. You have a you have a spicy topic to hit before a spicy topic. Um, yeah. Well, here I'll tease this. Okay, uh, tease me. Either tomorrow. Hmm, I have to be careful how I say this because I don't want to alert other people. Uh, I am looking into and should have information soon on format changes that Riot is planning on making for next year. So do you want me to pull someone related to that? Because I could. Sure. Okay. It's our favorite person. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Vandalay or whatever his name is. <laughs> Art Vandalay. Indeed. Um... Sorry guys, a little bit of a little bit of quiet as we're sorting. Why? Through well, you're the one who's supposed to be filling. No, no, the no time. I, just, I got I a message. So I got a. Shit. I got a. I got a. Mark, I got a very pressing message, and so I was just responding to it because I was a little worried about something. But it looks like, well, you know, I've why handled you, it. Why don't you no no passage passing messages in class? Why don't you let everyone know? I'm huh? Yogi. Thank you for the prime, Sergi Andy. Look at it. Bobflow, during during work. Bweb thirty eight. Reading it. One loud, simp god. Ali, thank you for the two years, and Poro and Mars also thank you for the year two years. M Dub, Hugo Weaving. All right, uh, I have someone. I can go pull them one second. Two go. things I was gonna say. Number one, uh, I've been listening to things at two X speed on YouTube, and I feel like 
it has made my life way better. Number two, um, oh shit, what was it? Oh, this was a something I, I popped into my head that I actually was going to run people by. People often flame the like selection of callers in oh yeah, uh, YouTube and stuff and, and Reddit. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, what do you mean? I do a great job every single week. The callers are fantastic. Uh, it's tough to do while we're doing other things live. Usually there's a person whose job is dedicated to doing this on shows like this. But what I will say is I'm always open to suggestions. And one of the things that popped in my head was using um, vote like emojis or, you know, reactions um, to be able to like say the takes that people are most interested in. And then I'll, it's a little less about me pulling things and just finding the most upvoted ones that I think fit into the show quite nicely. And it's not, yeah, I want to be careful about that because sometimes people will like, I don't know if people, if somebody has a really weird take that, like, what are we going to be able to talk about? It's like, do we pull this even though it's highly uploaded? And we're just like, yeah, we agree. Cause that's one of the things is like, people think people are like, Oh, they pull really bad takes. Well, the problem is like, sometimes the really, really good takes are like, yeah, cool. We agree. Uh, players should care more about their social media. Good, good call. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's, it's difficult sometimes. So you kind of have to I try mean, to mix it up. And I'm not saying we always try to go for like bad takes or something like that, but hopefully you want to have like original conversations. Yeah. I mean, there's a number, one of the things this show does better than others, I think is have different things to talk about instead of the, just the same old things that get talked about in yes. every other show. I mean, we do hit a lot of the same beats too, but Sometimes you get the wacky take that's incredible, and sometimes you get the stinker. I think there's a little bit more variance than if Travis and I just sat here for two hours and talked about what we wanted. Um, but I think, you know, you and I can still use our judgment. Like, something could be upvoted, but it's like, fuck this GM kind of thing while the GM's on the show. It's like, okay, probably not going to pull that guy. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the other thing, too, is, like, people on uh, Reddit and YouTube and stuff will be frustrated by the takes that we take, and they'll be like, they didn't take any of those. Like, I remember a couple of weeks ago, they were like there were no calls about the quarterfinals or the semifinals or something. It's like, well, sometimes we just don't get those. Like somebody won't say like all worlds long, Mark was having a hard time finding anything, you know, that was after after groups. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think it's just, if you have a call or you have a take that you want to be on the show, feel free to call in. Also people I think are not, I wish people had a little bit of more courage because there are people will be people that get into big arguments on Reddit with me or Twitter or wherever else have really big opinions. These people know where to be found whenever it comes time to like call into the show and have this take. So feel free that if you, if you feel strongly about something, feel free to come on the show. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> L Ray. Uh, yeah. El Rey Bra, thank you for the prime. Ghost Han gifted a sub to Diamond. Jordan uh, subbed. Harmored Nuclei gifted a sub. Pedro Polo. Hit Streak. Hello, Jesse. Good to see you. 11 months. Tgog2497. Thank you for the prime. Praydor is here. Praydor, it's been a while. Yeah. Where are you calling from? From Finland. From Finland. He's a bit of a regular. Yeah, Prado's he is, but I, I don't think we've had him on for a while or a little bit. Uh, Prador, what yeah, do you want to talk about? Oh, go ahead. It's quite early, so I don't call that often. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show? So there's been rumors that Perks or maybe Caps is going to Fnatic next year. And I think that is going to be one of the best things to happen to LEC as a region. Ah, 
There's also rumors, by the way, that I can say, I guess I said there weren't going to be very many rumors for me, but I will say that I've heard um, at least one team has made like a very, very, very big buyout offer to uh, G2 for him from North America. So I'm not sure if it's, if Fnatic is a for sure thing or anything like that yet. Um, yeah. But I'm just going, sorry, oh, go ahead. I'm just going to assume that Caps or Perks, whoever is leaving the G2 is wanting to win Worlds, so I assume he, they are wanting to go Fnatic. Okay, so let me... that's their best chance. Okay, let me ask you this, though. If you are Carlos, do you, do you agree to that trade? Mm, maybe not, but I wouldn't want to keep a player who doesn't want to play ADC in my team. True. So, what if you... Like, why do you have, like, you you can both keep him, you can both no longer have him on your team and not send him to Fnatic. There are yeah, but 18 other teams. Does he want to go to NA? It's the big question. Yeah, that is a big question. Someone send him my clip. But, I mean, uh, I two, two marks yeah, point. Yeah, I showed that. That was good. Two marks point, though. If you are, okay, if you're perks, now, I know we're going to get a bunch of very, very passionate LEC fans, and I totally get it, who say, what the fuck, LCS is a joke. However, Whippo, I interviewed him last year at All-Stars, and I asked him about Brox coming to NA, and he said, I totally get it, because if you're not on Fnatic or G2, you're not going to win anything in Europe. So, I guess that's my question. Like, the, the thing that I keep running through on this, this Perks thing, and why I do think there's a chance that he comes to North America, is because if you don't think you're going to win anything by staying in Europe, because you're not on G2 or Fnatic... You know why not come to North America? Okay, so Travis is obviously pushing that Carlos is going to lock Perks in, in, in contract hell. And no, that's not contract hell. Contract settle, hell. He'll have, to, he'll have to settle for North America. That's what you're saying. But to the caller's point, let's say that doesn't happen, and Perks is able to go to Fnatic. I actually think this would. I agree with the caller. This would actually be really good for the region. I think. Um, Assuming G two can can find a suitable AD carry to replace him, and I don't, you know, that's that's big shoes to fill. Perks is an incredible player, uh, and I think he's hard to quantify just in terms of oh, bot lane skill. You know, like he's obviously a bigger force as a part of the team beyond just what he puts in on the rift. So filling those shoes would obviously be difficult. But uh, I think the the rumor I heard or like people were speculating about was was upset or something. Um, who knows? Yes, I. I get. Oh, I guess I can say I've heard that Upset is supposed to be joining G two most likely, so I can corroborate the rumor that is out there. I don't. It's. I don't know if it's a done deal. I don't know if it's like it is a rumor. So I don't want. But like I have heard those rumors as well. So assuming that happens, and assuming that there's no integration issues and they just don't work well, then I think this would be better for the European scene as a whole. I think um, Fnatic is a really good team, assuming that the rest of the parts stay together. Um, as much as I was memeing them about, you know, they'll never win Worlds and yada, 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 you get to lose in semis or quarters, whatever. I think that this team would be insanely good. Um, the only the only thing that sucks is it's still just G2 and Fnatic as the only two European teams, most likely then. Um, but at least it's two teams who are competing, and hopefully Fnatic can actually beat G2 then because it's kind of just been G2 nonstop ever since they, they secured Caps. So I kind of agree with the caller. It would prob I don't know if it would help all of LEC, um, but I think those two teams would... Maybe G2 is a little weaker, but Fnatic definitely gets stronger, and I think that's fair to say that that's be better for the region as a whole. 
Yeah. I I think it would be very hype to see, you know, perks and caps eventually swap spots. I just I mean, if you're Carlos, I swear, you know, you got to look at um the like double what, lift release. Yes, 100%. 100%. I mean, Kelby when he used to be a member on the show, Rip. used to talk all the time about how Andy made a huge mistake by letting double lift go because not only did he no longer have double lift, but now he had to play against double lift. And um, I, I don't know. Like, there's people in the chat that are like, Carlos would never do that. He would just let Perks go wherever he wants. But I, I don't know. Like, I can't. I don't think it's contract hell to say I will send you anywhere but Fnatic. That is 18 possible teams that you could go to. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, he's like a foundational member of the team. You know, Perks has been there through it all, basically. Give him, give him the send-off he, he wants. Fnatic. I mean, G, isn't G2 supposed to be like the villain team? Aren't, don't they play it up like that? This is not like... I think they... they this is about Trisha, Megumi, X-Bear at FlyQuest being like, oh, if only COVID was in the thing, I could hug you as we say goodbye. You know, it's like... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm unsure of if he would do it. I'll, I, I won't be surprised if Perks ends up at Fnatic, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he ends up someplace else, which I guess is the most lukewarm take ever. I'm just like, I think it's perfectly reasonable for Carlos to say anywhere but Fnatic. Mark, yeah. you okay? No, sorry. I just... Did you just break? <laughs> Um, Praetor, I'm sorry. I know I keep taking us off the topic. Uh, I think, look, I, I think I will agree with you. If he goes to Fnatic, like, that'll be super hype because the, the rivalry will continue and it'll be good. I don't, I think long term, it's maybe not great for LAC if, like, all the fandom is completely locked up in these two teams and they're the only two that ever win. But in the short term, I think it's pretty hype. All right. Well, Mark doesn't have anything more to continue I, I, this conversation. I, I mean, I told you. I think it's good for the rehab. Pray, Praetor, what do you think of all this stuff? Praetor? Sorry? What, what? Are you still here? Yeah. Um, um, there was just something else bothering me just then. Well, what was it? No, a girlfriend was calling me because uh. it's early on morning and I, I'm bothering her. Shut up! <laughs> That's what she's saying. <laughs> Okay, well, you got girlfriend aggro, but is there anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Yeah. No, thanks for the taking me. Hope Perks finds a good home for himself. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you so much for the call, and we will catch you later. Yeah. Bye. See ya. The thing I was laughing at, and this isn't this person's actual Discord tag, so I don't mind saying it. It's like people are like just the whole, you know, what we're talking about the good taste and bad taste. It's like I have to scroll through things from Skillshot Master 420, all caps lock. Travis and Big Mark, I am a genius, I swear. I have constructed the best budget misspelled roster of all time. No joke. This will win worlds guaranteed. Also misspelled. I would like to get your opinion on this, boys. Period, though. Yeah, I mean. I, uh, if you're going to take, if you're going to submit a call, no offense to skill shop master 420. If you're going to submit something, you need to actually give an explanation of, of what it is or a premise. I don't even know what your take is. You're just yeah. saying I'm smart. That was your take. Anyway. <laughs> Twitch chat wants him. I don't know if, if you want to grab him or not. I'm, I'm always down for the troll call. Okay. Like we'll we we'll say it, but, but, 
put him after the Alienware break. Let's do that. He's got to wait for a while in, in prison. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> now, now people are copy passing. I don't know. Uh... Is uh, is we? <laughs> Did I you just mean, pull someone? I, what? No, I didn't pull anybody. I'm looking at Twitch right now. Ismeen Lander. Ismeen Lander. I think that's your name. Thank you for the 18 months. Whis, Whiskey Jack. America Vespucci. Charlie Mander. Uh, Rackaway. Thank you for the, the prime. Also, did did I ever get a scam train or did it just not work today? Big White Goon. Thank you for the 26 months. Did they kill the, the scam train system? I, I don't know what I am if I'm not a scammer. All right, Blue Jay is here. Blue Jay, where are you calling from? Sarnia, Ontario. What do you What do you want? <laughs> this is okay. your call, dude. You better get excited. Okay. Um. Anyway, I I've been trying. I don't know if you remember this, Mark, but I've been trying to post this take for a long time, and I think there's a good chance a lot of people hate it. But anyways, the format. Yes. Do you remember, like, months ago I was posting what, what this? Is the, no? What is the take? You guys I, can I always ignore later format on. takes, but Travis wanted the format take, so... I go. waited until off-season for this. I waited what, so what long. Is the, go, anyway. go for it. Okay, so the LCS should eliminate spring and combine spring and summer and just make a 36-game season uh, because spring split, while it does matter, it certainly doesn't matter as much as summer. And I think that it's just a lot better for the league, and then there's some pros and cons to go through. So you're saying no no spring, no summer, just one split? Yes. Which would no longer be a split. It would just be a season. Right, yes. And then how many games did you say? 36. I would prefer 54, but I think that would be really difficult to squeeze that in. I looked at like how that would format. Like I looked if it was possible for there to be a 54 game season and it would be really really tight so i don't think uh i don't think it's very how realistic. many games do we have right now i actually have no idea 18, 18 twice what? so 36 right yeah wait per 18 per split so 36 per season yeah, yeah okay but i i i thought we were talking about in total you guys are talking about per team I don't know what. You, oh, I don't know about total. I don't. Okay, I just okay. mean, I see what you're saying. You're saying everyone 18. should pay play uh, 36. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, why do you like this? So I like it because even though, like I said, I think spring split does matter, and there was that talk about you know double if came out and said spring split doesn't matter, and I think he's like half right. Um, while it definitely does matter, it certainly doesn't matter as much as summer. And as a viewer, I definitely feel that. Like, when I'm watching the start of the season, like, I definitely feel that these games don't matter as much. And it's a lot less exciting. And I think viewership will go up if you were to have just a full season, just a regular season. Um, now, there are a lot of issues with that. There are some drawbacks and some definite cons to it. But I think that it just, the pros outweigh. And I think it makes the league way more exciting. Um, how many or how do you deal with msi so yes that's definitely one of the cons right you have a hole in the middle of your season however i don't think that that's that bad of a thing i think that having people argue about whether spring split matters is a much bigger issue than having a, a month break in the middle of your season i think that that's totally fine um or maybe not totally fine but worth the trade-off if that makes any sense so what, so what MS... about like the actual selection of team for yeah, yeah. msi and stuff not just the actual oh yes 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 so i would have the top three teams play it out i would just do like uh number two seed plays number three seed to see the winner goes on to play number one seed just like a quick little 
uh, mini format like that, and just you send the best team, the hottest team from your from your region, you send to MSI. I would like that, but I would make it six teams. Okay, I mean, I'm open to that. I, this is a take like I've put a lot of thought into, and I put a lot. Of, there's a lot of different scenarios to me that make sense, and I'm totally like. For me personally, I'm way open to hearing a bunch of different formats because I think the LCS definitely needs to consider different ones. I think six is cool. <laughs> Sorry, I saw another great take in the uh, by the Discord. Um, I mean, so personally, the super long season is a little... I mean, I do like having a almost like a reset, you know, if that's how you want to view the the seasons or the splits, um, because there's probably some teams who have a stinky spring split, and you see this around the world where Sooning was actually, you know, like a 13th place team in spring, or were they fifth? I forget. I think they were 13th. I think Damon was fifth in in spring as well. Raz probably knows. He'll say something in chat. Raz, Raz, Raz can correct me. Um, Teams improving over the course of the year is not that insane, I guess is what I'm saying. They were 11th. Okay. Um, and sometimes teams hit strides at different points. You know, Team Liquid was ninth. They finished third, but they finished first in the regular season, you know. Um, they were able to make moves in the offseason to fix the, the problems that they were having. And they ended up being our best team at Worlds. And not having any sort of reset for a team is a little weird. Um, yep. It's something I'm, I'm not a huge fan of uh, with a super long regular season. Um, other than that, I don't have a huge problem with it. Um, spring split didn't matter. And I get that people felt that way. Uh, it was a weird fix for me for a problem that I think didn't ever really make sense. Like the problem was auto qualifying teams off championship points. I don't think any team should be able to lose two best of fives and go to worlds. Yep. Talking about hundred thieves. And so to totally kill championship points to fix that felt weird because you could just get rid of auto qualifying. Um, so I never hated championship points as a concept. They disappeared. I was fine with it um, for last year. I think spring splits still mattered. It didn't matter in the sense of qualifying for Worlds and for players like Doublelift. That's all that really mattered because they've already had so much domestic success. Um, but for everyone else, you know, like spring split was still branding. You know, the, the C9 guys still made history. There was all these things that, that went well for them because of that. And MSI didn't happen, so it extra drove the point home about how little spring split mattered. Uh, but normally, you know, for them, they would have been able to, uh, you know, I think FlyQuest had some great branding opportunities because of this as well and, and those kinds of things. So spring split still mattered, but I understand for, for Worlds it didn't. And people want spring to matter for Worlds. And I'm fine with that. I just don't want auto qualification. So... More or less, I was fine with championship points. I was fine with the last one, and I'm fine with this format as well. Sans the no break. I I, I do like your rebuttal uh, to the whole like you know TL was really bad and then they got really good. But I would also say that I don't think TL would have been really bad had spring split mattered. You know what I'm saying? And again, we could argue all day about how much it mattered or didn't matter. But I don't think double lift is like not motivated if the first half of the season being the first 18 games mattered more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think TL is that bad in a world where we just have one long season. Maybe. I, uh, I'm i not convinced based off everything that happened that offseason. Okay. Um, but either way, I mean, I, I do ultimately agree a little bit with your point. Um, that, you know, some teams, the struggle might be more specific to that, but you know, other teams, I think, um, being able to bounce back or make moves and whatnot is is important, too. It wasn't like TL was the only team 
you know, I'm glad I mentioned the other leagues, you know, like this is a pretty common phenomenon that a team struggles in spring and bounces back in summer. Yeah, that, that's totally fair. I just, to me, it feels like a really long time to have what I would kind of call a warm up to your season. Like that's like three months of a warm up, you know, which feels really bad. And so I, I'm really interested in hearing if Travis is willing to share what the potential format changes are, because I think any change from the current system is probably a good change. <sighs> yes, that's right. I'm putting uh, well, you in that I, spot. I, I, I am not ready yet. Uh, I'm okay. going to try to do a dedicated video. I will say that based off things that I am hearing, I believe that you will be happy. Yes, let's go, baby. Um, I think it is more likely that next year's format looks more like the one that you were discussing than it looks like this year's. Hey. All right. Who the hell needs my take then? They know what they're doing, right? Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. But now you get to link this before it happens, if it happens, and you get to say, look, I called it, you know? So, uh, yeah, I guess. Anyway, I will. That's I will... what it's all for, isn't it? Yeah. Kate, I, I actually have another little question, though. Is this an LCS specific thing, or does like Riot get together and be like, oh, we should change the LEC and the LCK and the LPL? No, or, no, no. So, I don't so, know how that works. So, two things here. One, uh, I was planning on putting a video out on Wednesday, but I feel like now you've forced me to put it out tomorrow. Secondly, uh, so I guess stay tuned for that. I didn't want to work on a, like on uh, on the day. I'm looking forward day, to but. it. Secondly, um, people don't. It's, it's actually a good time for us to have this conversation um, because it's a good excuse. People don't really realize that the way that Riot is set up, all these team, all these leagues operate pretty much independently. So Riot internally has things based out of regions. So there's kind of like. There's a country manager that operates North America and OCE. That's, I think, part of the reason why this OCE um, LCS thing ended up happening. Not that they shut it down because of LCS, but because you can have movement between these regions because they're kind of connected internally at Riot. Um, there is uh, Europe. Um, there's obviously all these different country managers for the different regions. So basically, anytime you see like a region at Worlds, you can imagine that there's like a country manager who is in charge of that. And below the country manager, they tend to have these esports people, and so then those people decide what is going to happen. So I think they talk to each other, but like Greeley is not in charge of LEC. There's a completely different person over there who manages that. So just because you see something happen in one region doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen in another. Um, so I don't know, but maybe they. Oftentimes, I think they tend to come to conclusions around 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 the same time about stuff, and so I wouldn't be surprised if. You know, you see something that happens over here happen over in LEC, but I haven't heard anything specifically about LEC format changes, so I don't know. And the other thing, too, is people often let one region kind of do the guinea pigging of it, and then if, if it goes well, they can copy it. Um, so when, you know, there are different best of formats tried out, um, uh, there's localization, LPL, franchising, these kinds of things. Like all, all the regions are often, I think, like Travis is saying, watching closely of what other regions do. So, if it if something happens in NA and then it spreads somewhere else, it's usually not like the NA guy mandated it to this other person. It's more like they saw it work well or yeah. and then copied it. Yes. In fact, I actually feel sometimes I suspect that they are maybe even less prone to copying each other because they don't want to admit that the other person came up with the right answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you don't want to oh, be clever. the person you don't want to be the person running LCS and just copying everything LEC does but like one year later and vice versa you don't want to be LEC and just copying everything LCS does one year later so I do think sometimes there's a little bit of inertia there rather than like a smooth move between all these things but 
But see, the thing is, though, like, if you see something working so well, you should be able to put your pride aside and be like, look, this is working really well. This is the best thing for our league, so let's go with it. You know? Uh, yes. I mean, ideally, but people are people, and they don't always do the thing that is most likely. I'm not I'm not trying to call Greeley out or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, stuff at... there. Many things at Riot have to do with ego sometimes, in my experience. And, uh... So and not everything is always as easy as like, hey, that's the best thing. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it is at every company, though. Especially, I feel like, tech companies and creative companies. So no surprise. Anywho, uh, Blue Jay, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to say is before we move on to our next caller? Yep. Two quick shout outs. One to Darshan. I, I really feel for him. I watched your video. I thought it was great. And like I really feel like... He's in a tough spot where he's trying to keep his career and run the Players Association, which is like a really big juggling task. So props to him for that. And uh, also, I'm going to flex a little bit. Uh, props to Draft Buff, but I won the the bracket thing. So Did you? Let's freaking go. Congratulations. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, I win Man. nothing. Hurrah. Everything's coming up, Blue Jay. Yes. He's running, he's running the LCS and he's getting good predictions. Yeah dab on them. oh also thank you to all the people a lot of people say really nice things so that's cool and i appreciate that i see the comments so right. thank you everyone so give us some hate Time ones to, to balance it out youtube oh Either don't worry you. i get plenty of that too <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay on to the next caller yeah we'll do one more and then we'll take a break big white goon thank you for the 26 months and ozushi thank you for the tier one Man, people have strong opinions about Blue Jay. That's what I've noticed. Just make Blue Jay the new Kelby. Eh. I mean, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> For many reasons, actually. Uh, by the way, everyone should go vote. I voted today. Today, I got a, a mail-in ballot, and then I dropped it off at a polling location. You might see this. Actually, if you are not in America, you might not be aware that we are currently in the middle of an election, uh, and that tomorrow is the the big voting day. Um, but yeah, we, we're actually electing uh, another president, uh, perhaps Hello. the current Hello. one, perhaps the next, perhaps a different one. It's a very exciting time in the U.S. Anyway. Yes, I'm very... I do not live in U.S., but it is very exciting for me, even though I don't live in U.S. Mahmoud is here. Mahmoud, where and, you, you know, calling Donald, from? Uh, Donald T Trump, you know. Yeah, Donald Crazy Trump, guy, indeed. In my opinion. But, you know, <laughs> Mahmoud, my opinion. Mahmoud, where are you calling from? I'm coming uh Baghdad, Iraq. Oh, nice. Well, nice. Yes. What <laughs> interesting time for you to join the call. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, yes, so my initial proposition was uh, T1LS, as has been leaked by, uh, what was his name, the support, uh, T1 support. Oh, effort. effort? Yes, yes yeah. effort. So he has uh, leaked the Discord, and uh, it says, you know, welcome, Polt, and LS. So this is one of the biggest uh, roster moves in League of Legends history, in my opinion, because, uh, I mean, you see LS, he is one of the most influential people, uh, people and uh, I mean, you see his entire outlook on the game. It is totally different from everyone else. 
uh, you know, he talks about the freezing, he talks about uh, items. He has uh, such a extensive knowledge of the of the game. And I think it will really, you know, given the infrastructure that uh, T1 has, he will really propel them to win worlds and they will dominate LCK. Uh, this is my opinion. And, and I have more to talk about, but just to open the conversation to you guys, yeah. uh, you guys can continue it a little, but I have more points later on. Sure. Uh, so first off, thank you for helping to guide the conversation for us. Uh, secondly, uh, interesting situation, I think, for us to be in on the show because uh, LS is a frequent, uh, at least for this world, has been frequently on the show. And so we find ourselves in an interesting situation of discussing uh, a friend of the show. I think this is really interesting, and I am really curious to find out uh, what ends up happening because yeah. um, I think... As, what's going on in the background, Mahmoud? Yeah, sorry. My mother just opened the, the window. Is it okay? <laughs> I can try close. I don't know. Maybe she says also, it's very hot. She says it's very hot. Maybe you, you can, just mute your, your mic whenever... Okay, I mute when I don't talk. Okay, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Sounds good. Yes, very good, very good. <laughs> this um, is amazing. Yeah, so I don't... I mean, we can just assume that the, the leak is true and we can maybe give some thoughts about Sure. Oh, it is 100. Come on. I mean, it is a Discord. They have on the Discord. It is 100% true. I mean, I know you guys are, you know, you guys are a big guy. You know, you have a, you have a brand and everything. You can just say with your full heart. It is on the Discord. Like, leak on a Reddit. Everyone believing. Everyone is believing. All right. So, yeah. Well, just, everyone believes it, then it must okay, be Okay, okay. We're going to operate as if this is 100% true because Mahmood would really like us to. Because it's on right. Discord. Well, it would be useless if it was not true, right? I mean, yes, yeah. yes. I would not okay. be so hyped up if it was uh, hyped up if it was so uh, untrue, you know? Yes. Yeah. All right. So I, th I think um, no matter what, it's it, I I don't know if it's the biggest move in league history, but it's definitely going to be a very talked about one. Um, and no matter what, we'll either be seeing it. I feel like as a huge success or a huge failure. It's one of those moves where I don't think anyone will ever talk about it in a middle ground sense um even if it deserves to be talked about I mean, because way. i mean in part because ls no one ever talks about it in a middle ground sense no one's like oh i know about ls he's like the caster guy everyone's like yeah ls is a genius and understands excuse, the game excuse it me what do you mean by a middle ground like uh, they have no opinion like no hard yeah, opinion or people what? are not yeah, very you know, neutral like everyone's Everyone's lukewarm or neutral on Travis. Everyone's like, ah, he's a fine guy, you know. But no one's oh, like, I, I saw, hate... I saw the Reddit post, you know, saying he was a <laughs> worst inter interviewer. I don't know about that, but uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so either way, uh, <laughs> LS is just a controversial figure. People either love him or hate him already, just as a commentator. Uh, so you know, I expect when there's performance behind that that will continue even to a larger degree and even already you see i think the the i i am i don't know the korean for like i can't read korean so i don't know exactly what the forms are saying it's all getting filtered to me through reddit but it sounds like there's already a pretty big discussion in the korean community about it given uh some drama apparently with untara from from a a couple years ago when he was on bbq uh in, in malice and like this this whole thing that went down so either way I just can't imagine this not being a big deal. And like you're saying, I feel like if 
the only thing that would be like an acceptable middle ground probably is Dom Juan stays insane and SKT becomes the second best team. Otherwise, I think success looks like what you're saying, winning LCK and having a really good Worlds run or everything else is, is a failure. Um, and I might be mistaken because I'm not sure I, I heard this directly, but someone said that LS at one point even said like, with players that talented on SKT, you know, you it, it's you can't really blame the players. You have to look more at infrastructure. I could be wrong. That might be a misquote. So if that is, please someone tell me shut shut up. Um, but uh, I I think you know no matter what, this will be a a very very talked about and closely watched move. Yes, yes, yes. and and I love you brought up uh, Damwon. I think they are. Uh, it is just uh, I really love to see this from esports team that they have. You see their fire, you know, their revenge. They want to take a revenge on G2, and then they get into finals. They are so hyped. You hear a showmaker shouting, you know, in Chinese, and he is saying, you know, uh, you know, mid no flash. He's saying, you know, uh, a library. It is just, I love the <laughs> fire from them. And like, uh, I cannot tell you if T1 will overtake them in LCK. Uh, I'm not too sure about that, but that is a little bit of a tangent because we are uh, we are talking about uh, LS mainly, right? So, so I will dive deeper into my points. So, uh, he also it has also been leaked that uh, Paul is going to be the coach. Uh, uh, as you guys know, a very famous StarCraft player. Uh, so I think uh, Paul's main job, you know, he's going to be the facilitator between you know the players and LS because uh, you know LS even though he has been living in Korea he is still uh, you know foreigner uh, and uh, you know I want I don't want to say it but you know Koreans they are a little you know a little they don't like white people that much so it is uh, it's going to be interesting the relationship between LS and the players but you know Paul they they are going to hopefully, you know, stunt the the relationship. So basically, uh, you know, Ellis, like I said before, he is ahead of the curve in, uh, you know, freezing items. He's always the one talking about Leandris, no Morelos, no Morelos, no Morelos. It makes a sense, right? Uh, and and the pro players, they, the pro players, they, they just keep saying, you know, a lot of them agree with what he says about the game. But, you know, no team has implemented it because no team has had LS as coach and they, know, they don't have the, the players, the infrastructure. And uh, you, you, you see, now he's going to have it. So, you know, there is a big, big thing. And I want your opinion on this, uh, Mark Z and uh, Travis. Uh, do you think that the players like Faker and Teddy Will they be listening to his ideas, his radical ideas of how to play, you know, freezing and laning and all this? So uh, what are your thoughts on that? I Okay, well, one, I think there's no world in which, uh, again, we're assuming this is happening, LS gets appointed coach without Baker having a say in it. So you kind of kind of imagine that, like, I, I would just be very surprised to find out, like, oh, yeah, they just came in, gave LS coach, and then didn't really talk to the players about it. It's like, good luck, everybody. So you would hope that if he is coming on board, he has buy-in from the players themselves, and thus they would be open to having those conversations. I am very curious because LS has strong opinions. So what happens the very first time that, like, LS has a strong opinion that Faker disagrees with, and then they have... I don't know if that's an argument or like a, just a discussion. I don't know. But like, 
You gotta, that would be, it would be amazing to be a fly on the wall for that I think, interaction. So I think um, LS, like you said, he has a lot of different ideas and a lot stronger opinions on them. Than I think a, a lot of, at least, um, commentators have in a lot of the time. Uh, and so I think pro players are often equally strong-willed in what they think. You know, yes. like when, when Piglet came over, he and I had a huge argument about I, forget, I can't remember what it was. But it was like when to buy Last Whisper on Twitch or something, you know. And this was before the changes where he's like the pass through damage was different. I, I don't know, but you know, we we went back and forth for quite a while on it. Um, and so, you know, people... I think a Biglet is a lot more different than uh, <laughs> than the Faker. I mean, come on, we have all sure, seen but, but the every, we have every... seen the HTC. You know, the what is it? Uh, Breaking but, but, So okay, so not you know, Piglet, but. I've I've had those same arguments with with everyone. Like I had them with Void, Dom, Quas. You know, like everyone just argues. And I'm not saying it's just me as a coach. I'm saying like the players argue with each other too about how to play the game. So everyone has uh, agreed, strong agreed. Everyone has strong opinions. Um, and so like I don't think I think some people are looking at it like 100% of LS's ideas are going to get implemented, and then it's going to sink or swim based off that. And as fun of an idea as that is, that's really what's not going to happen. If we're being honest, I think what's going to happen is some of the ideas players will agree with. Some of them they'll disagree with, but they'll try and scrims and implement. Some they'll try and disagree with, and tr they won't work. And then there's going to be some that they'll just never try. Or maybe they'll never see eye to eye with him, and they won't do it. You know, like, there's those four situations I see happening with any, of, any uh, opinion that LS presents. And so you're not going to see this... I don't think you'll see this team of just LS's ideas pushed through five players who are all unanimously agreeing to do what he wants. I think, you know, it's, it's a back and forth. It's a give and take. That's what coaching often is. And no one has perfect game knowledge. There's always these things that you're going to be right and wrong on. And so as, as fun of an idea as it is that this is going to be the LS experiment, you know, he is working with a, a lot of really good players and they're both going to, they're, they're going to take what's best from each other. And so he's an amount, he's a part of that team as much as any, any single player is probably. So that's what I think. I think he has a lot of cool ideas. I hope we get to see the players actually implement a lot of them because these are things like freezing. More people have started doing it, I think in recent years in situations that he has been pushing for, but I don't think anyone's gone as much as he has. So maybe we'll get to see that. So, you know, I, I think, I, I would hope to actually see more of his ideas implemented than not, um, but I, I don't think it'll be this like insanely radical different way of playing the game than m might uh, initially appear. Yeah, so a few points I wanted to touch on. Uh, so Faker, you know, he's only had like one or two coaches in his in his past. So he has had a coma, of course, for the the longest time. And, you know... Of course, he is going to listen to Koma, right? And he was very well known for being a player who he play whatever Koma tells him to play. And, you know, I understand this because Koma, they, they have been together since he was a rookie. So, of course, he's going to understand. But now, you know, he doesn't have Goma as a, a coach. So, you know, how is he going to uh, adjust to a different coach? And uh, like, do you guys think that he will actually? Uh, what about Teddy as well? Because uh, Teddy is another stup superstar, and uh, I'm not too worried about the support jungle top. They are uh, rookies, right? And and Korean 
the Korean uh, lifestyle and culture, it is all about age and and uh, you know higher ups, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you know the coach gets the most uh, respect, and uh, and uh, Bolt is he's of course going to to get the most respect and. Uh, LS should do, but once again, I've already spoken on this, and uh, I saw your guys' faces. It was kind of scary, mm-hmm. so I won't say it again. I'm sorry if it uh, makes a big, uh, <laughs> big mishap. We tend to we tend to uh, stay away from sweeping generalizations about. Yes, yes, yeah. I was very sorry, very sorry. It is just my my thoughts, my opinion, my sure. opinions. So, um, so sorry, I'm going on a bit of a tension. So it's fine. Uh, we have I, already I... spoken. We have already spoken on this. So I will move on. I have uh, a couple more things. Well, so we, you you have already said, Mark Z, that uh, you know you you think it will be push and pull, uh, push and pull. Like uh, mm-hmm. Faker will say, okay, this is good, but this is not uh, this other thing, you know. So I understand, I understand. Um, now, uh, uh, of course, uh, you guys know uh, new items in League of Legends, correct? Yeah, big. Okay. I, I, so I haven't looked into it, um, but from my understanding, it's a pretty massive preseason. Yes, very, very massive. Uh, I don't remember the last time I saw this big of a uh, preseason. So, basically, LS, you know, he is just thinking always, constantly about the game. He is ahead of everyone mentally in the game. So, his ideals on the items, he will be ahead of everyone. He will figure out which ones are the best items before everyone else. Uh, thoughts on this? I, I think it's pretty bold to say that LS as an individual will be able to figure out the best way to build before anyone else in competitive League of Legends esports. What I'd say he will do well is I think he's really good about challenging whatever the prevailing sentiment is. So early on, if there's a build that emerges, he will be able to test and, and, and check people on that. But to Travis's point, builds are usually almost like a emergent thing, right? Like no one singularly builds, comes up with a build usually. Usually what happens is people refine it over time, over hundreds of thousands of games being played globally and checking stats and win rates. And I play this, no, I just lost to that. That looked pretty good. I'm going to try doing it that way next time I play it. And and over time, these builds emerge uh, much more than one person sits down and math crap, math crafts the optimal thing. Okay, so... Uh... And, uh, so and we do I have to move not... on to our next caller soon. I'm sorry. Oh, Mumu. So okay. Maybe, I'm sorry. I maybe did not know there thoughts. was limit. I'm no, so no, sorry. No, no, it's I'm okay. Sorry. I just, I'm realizing, Mahmoud, you're great at talking about League of Legends e- e- esports, and so we could have you on the whole oh. show. And I think some people on Twitch chat would love that. But uh, oh, hey, I will. If you DM me, I will be very interested. Uh, I'm just sitting at home, quarantine. Uh, it's Iraq. I have nothing to do. Uh, or else I will die. So uh, very good. Thank you very much. No, no, no. no. Mean, feel definitely... free. To, feel free to give final thoughts if you have like a if you want to wrap oh, it up. Oh, well, uh, just uh, I mean, it will start another uh, topic or I mean a point. Uh, so I will not say it. But okay. uh, you know, yes. Uh, just a summary. Uh, LS mastermind. Uh, I've never seen it. Uh, I've seen the closest thing I've seen to it in football. Uh, Zinedine Zidane uh, and. You know, I know he's not a player, uh, LS is not a player, but Zinedine Zidane, you know, they, they're just magic. They do the magic with the, the game, and it is just wonderful. And if he is tr- uh, truly on T1, which has been leaked, he will he will lead them to greatness, and they will come back, and they will make Korea proud again. 
uh, they will do better than dumb one i think and uh you know korea is going to have another uh, few years of, of dominance so yes thank you very much for having me can i ask uh, two questions Travis, and thank you mark uh, can, I ask, yes? can i ask two questions one what time is it there uh, it is uh, 8 a.m and then two what is your profile pick on discord Yes, like I said before, I am uh, I'm very interested in U.S. politics uh, because you know uh, we don't need to talk about the politics. Uh, we don't need to talk about U.S.-Iraq uh, relations. So I will not take it there. But uh, I am very interested because I think the Orange Man is very funny, and it is very funny what is going on in your country. Uh, I mean, for the fact that he even got voted in, it is hilarious to me, and. Uh, I mean, it is. I I support Ernie because you know, obviously he's not running anymore. But his ideals, it's almost as if he's uh, the LS of the Congress of the you're, Senate. You're a Bernie bro. Yes, of course, of course, of course. Thank you so much, Mahmoud, for the call. I really appreciate it. And uh, hey, we'll have come, come back again. This was actually yeah, we'll have, really fun. We'll have to have okay. you on again in the future. Okay, I actually have another hot take. It may be something that you don't like, but I have another hot take. Save, right. save it for next week. You've already done enough this yeah. week. Of course, of course. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Have we'll a good one. Bye-bye. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually laughing so hard I had a mute. Um, oh, my God. He's so good. So... There were some people who suspected he was not, uh, you know, that he was acting or whatever. But I will say that the time in Iraq is is eight o'clock. I I personally believe that that was a. I don't a, think he there was there was the lag too in terms of like talking. I don't think that was there's yeah fake about that. And no. the funny thing is, so, so this is the thing where people talk about like pull people with good takes. No offense to Mahmoud, but his his Discord take sounded a little troll because you know it said. LS going to T1 is the biggest news ever, and he's the greatest coach ever. And, you know, it just sounds like a little ridiculous when you just read the message. And I would normally not pull that message, but it was the only one on T1 LS rumor. And so I pulled him, and then it turns out to be one of the best calls we've ever had. But, like, I would never know that from the Discord message. And that's why it's so hard to, to, to pull good people, because, like, I might have never pulled that guy. Like, in another night where someone else posted a more, like, tame version of that take i might not have pulled that one yeah yeah well i feel like we got a lot there um let's go into a break for <laughs> let's talk about alienware get some water i'll be right back oh boy this show you know what what 147 episodes and i'm still surprised um anyway uh, thank you to Alienware for sponsoring this show. Uh, really appreciate everything that they're doing. I know people have heard me say this, but back here, this wonderful PC behind me is a 3080 NVIDIA equipped Aurora R11. Fantastic computer. They have some other amazing uh, monitors coming out. In fact, Shroud was playing with one of them. Uh, I think he was playing with a 360 hertz uh, monitor and had some really big positive reactions to it. Um, and he's not, to my knowledge, sponsored by Alienware, but I probably got the monitor for free. Either way, it was kind of cool to see his his freaking out at the the high refresh rate on the on the monitor as he was going through Valorant. Anyway, I'm rambling, but look, Alienware has done some really cool stuff for us. Uh, they're working on getting me a 3090 uh, PC, which is going to be 
sick. Can't wait to play Cyberpunk and all that stuff with that computer. And uh, and they do some really great stuff. I've had a ton of people messaging me recently about trying to get an Alienware computer. And they've got some big sales coming out. In fact, I think they were doing a Black Friday preview sale recently. But as I mentioned at the start of the show, their code is now 10 off Q4. And sometimes that stacks. I can't make any promises, but sometimes it does stack with like some of the crazy sales that you see on their website. So you can get some crazy, crazy deals with that code um, because I don't think that they generally have codes that are just sitting around that are 10% off. So be sure to check out Alienware.com slash Travis. Uh, really appreciate the stuff that they do for us and uh, sponsoring shows like this where we can have really exciting conversations with people from around the world. So thank you so much to Alienware for uh, the support. And yeah, yeah, some people freaking out in chat about the 360 hertz. 360 hertz refresh rate monitor. It's awesome. Go take a look. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you to Alienware for sponsoring the show. And while we're waiting for Mark to come back, uh, Zeusel Omega Diamond Zinc. Oh, two years. Thank you, Omega. The Slatherpuss Negative Feedback Loop Jamie92. So many things for 31 months. Uh, Black ga uh, Black Gaming 007, thank you. Uh, Ghost Han, thank you for the nine months as well. Perfect timing. He is back now, so he can go grab our next... Somebody says import colors greater than NA colors. Yeah, probably. Uh, when will the best sales be so I can buy, buy on that date, says Down for Cards. I'd go follow the Alienware Twitter account. Um, because I think they'll be probably promoting it. Um, I don't know the specific time frames on all their their sales offhand, but if you follow them, I'm sure they'll be promoting some of their sales. So, and McCollin is here. McCallin, McCollin, is that how, I'm, how do I say it? Uh, McCallin. McCallin, where are you calling? Or you've called in before? Where are you calling from? Is there Kansas City, Missouri? Kansas City, Missouri, a little closer to home than uh, Iraq. But what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Um, I think Cloud9 getting rid of Licorice, and then also the last I heard from Travis Gafford Industries was that they were also probably not starting Nisky. Considering, really... considering, yeah. Well, I think these are really bad roster decisions. Um, I think that especially considering how successful this year was for them, barring the like TSM level meltdown at the end, I I think that they're making really bad decisions. I don't. I think Fudge is a good player. Um, but you risk, like, blowing up your team by getting rid of Licorice, who's been, like, the mainstay of Cloud9, like, for a long time. Especially since, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like especially since Sneaky left. Like, if you're a Cloud9 fan, you, are you, like, a, a Zven fan? Or are you a, I don't know. Anyway, but also yeah. I think uh, Palafox is bad. I don't think Palafox is very good. Um, I think Fudge is, like, great, but I don't think Palafox compared to Niski. Like, I think subbing in Palafox for Niski would be a really bad decision. All right, someone clip it and ship it to Jack. This is his lost the offseason again call. Um, when when you talk about Palafox, is that what, Travis, is that what the rumor is when you say they're not considering certain Niski? Is that that they're looking for another import? Or so is it it's, that they it's somewhat unclear. You know, like, I think if you told me at the start of the season that Perks is playing in the mid lane, I wouldn't be surprised. If you tell me Palafox is playing in the mid lane, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and by the way, if you told me Niski is playing in the mid lane, I wouldn't be surprised. I know a lot of people are going to respond to that and be like, oh, way to fucking speculate or whatever. But like, it's so it's early in the off season that I think there's a ton of stuff on the on the table. Um, so if, I, I think all I know is that 
it sounds as though anything's possible in the C9 mid lane. Um, okay, that's fair. Um, <clears throat> I also wanted to say that um, normally I would, I'm a TSM fan, but normally like you, everybody in NA trusts C9 when they make wild ass roster decisions in the offseason. Do but, they normally trust them? I feel like everybody already says that they are losing the offseason and Jack always I think it I think it always works. I've never seen it. It really always works, like but that's the whole point is like everyone well, there's always that says, crisis of faith when the yeah. move happens initially. Yeah. But I yeah, I th see like I've always had faith in them, but uh not without Rainover. And or not with, I mean not without uh Reaper. Reaper. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So I like I I don't I don't know who people attribute that success of the rosters to whether it be Jack or Reaper, but I would I would attribute it to Reaper more. And without Reaper, I don't know how well they're going to be able to potentially move in to Academy players. I think Especially the question because... of who's making the decisions over there is a really smart thing to bring up. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, in the past, I think we would have probably said Reaper, but I don't know. I guess Rainover got promoted, so perhaps uh, clearly, you know, you would imagine he would have a say in this type of stuff. But I don't know. Well, is any? Do you think anyone would suggest that Reaper and Rainover would have be on the same coaching level just at like face value. I mean, one of them just lost his job and the other one got promoted, so it's hard oh. to say. <laughs> I think uh it, it is a little hard because just by amount of history for them, it's not really a fair comparison. The other thing is too, what happened to Westrice? He's still there, right? Uh I think so. I thought that I'd heard a rumor that he was talking to teams so i don't know if i mean his twitter still says he's cloud nine so maybe he will be there i'm not sure e either way i feel like he's a under appreciated part of that staff because he's been there forever as well um you know so who who can really say uh rapid star was there but he also left but that i think was for korean service also this is a bit of a retro, but just as a little asterisk to that previous call about Faker's coaches, I don't think he's had many head coach changes. There was Coach Kim and Coma and stuff. But I think he's had a fair amount of strategic coaches. I think Pumandu was a coach for a little bit. Rapid Star was a coach there for a little bit. Um, I think they've had a handful of people go in and out, um, just as a small note. Um, but yeah, otherwise, for, for C9 um, and the roster moves... I understand wh where the concern is coming from, but I think the one thing you can feel good about is that this is someone that they've had extended experience with. Um, Fudge has been with them for a long period of time. They've been able to work with him in the academy. Presumably, they've scrimmed each other a lot. It sounds like based off the interviews and stuff they've given over the course of the year, they've scrimmed a lot. I assume if Fudge was getting hard dumped on and laned by Licorice, they wouldn't have made this move. Um, you know, that's fair. Uh, Fudge... Like historically, he plays not a lot of tanks. He's played like he played three Orn games last season, and he played ten total champions. All the other champions were. That's like, how Licorice Wayne started. Licorice yeah, but, first. But Licorice, I feel like it has been a, like a mainstay since Zven has been on the team. Licorice has been the rock while Blabber and Niski and Zven are specific, specifically Blabber and Niski. You know, ham. Mark. One thing though to think about is there is a financial component to the licorice thing right if you are jack and you think fudge is good and maybe as good as licorice or maybe kind of close to it mm -hmm. but now you know you can play him and potentially get 1.5 1.75 million dollars to send him to another team and then you use that money to go do any number of different things including make overtures to a adc who wants to play mid lane in europe 
I'm, <laughs> I'm just using it as an example. But like, I I do think there's a world where just because they're promoting Fudge doesn't necessarily mean that they think he is on Licorice's level or or better than him. Um. Yes and no. Uh, because I mean, like, I think the points you raised are totally fair, but there's also the other concern about like, what does the rest of the team feel? Like if this is a downgrade and I'm blabber, Sven, Vulcan, and it's like, Hey, you just downgraded my top for some more money in your bank account, but you just made my season worse. Like, Hey, F you management. Yeah. I, I think want, that that's only in a world where guy. like, that's only in a world where like fudge is not good. And I don't think anybody thinks he's not good. Yeah, but the whole oh, like the, great. the the team. Yeah, I'm not saying he's bad, but like the whole the team sticking together thing. Um, when they came out with that months before the OS news happened, you know that's probably something that the five guys sat down and were like, yeah, we all like playing together. Let's do it again. And if if management comes in and breaks that up for mo monetary reasons, it probably doesn't feel very good. Which is like the social component as well as the financial component shouldn't be overlooked. Um. There's also the whole point about double lift about hey you're putting a great top laner back in yeah, the ecosystem. Exactly. Uh, that... While TSM is looking for a top laner and potentially FlyQuest is looking for a top laner and Team Liquid's looking for a top laner, like there are a lot of. Teams I think Team Liquid be... found their top laner. But yes, <laughs> yeah, I get your point. Yeah, I mean to to his point, I mean top is a pretty starved position in the LCS, I'd say. Um, and I I generally think like this is the the root of the problem is that North American teams, they like can tell what makes them good, but they can't tell what, like, is giving them their su sustained success, I feel like. Because TSM, like, you've seen them, like, they got rid of double lift after years because they thought if they just upgraded their bot lane or even side-graded their bot lane, they would still be able to find success, but it imploded their team. And then Team Liquid did the same thing with their jungler, and it imploded the team. And, like, this keeps happening over and over again, where teams, like, think that if you remove one player and replace them with a better player, it's going to make your team like net value better when in reality like you're risking just like anchoring the team down like pulling the whole team down because the cohesion isn't there and licorice has been like the leader i feel like for a long time or at least the the veteran yeah, on and, so, and sometimes you swap one member and the whole team becomes the best team in the world and wins the world championship instead of getting knocked out in quarters yeah that's fair or maybe <laughs> you swap one member you well, end up in the same place you were but now you've got Two million dollars in your pocket, and maybe, maybe sometimes, you know, yeah, whatever. What, Mark? We already made the what? point. No. Where were you gonna go? Huh? What you got I was, I, I was gonna just take a little bit of issue about Broxa being the the problem in spring for Team Liquid. Uh, no, I don't. But, I don't think he was the problem. I think the problem was that they thought like just making. I don't know. I, I like you can't just blow up a team like that. And I think that the root of the issue is that when did they blow there, up there was, the team? Like X Smithy, the team that had won them before. Splits in a row. They got rid of. I think the total lack of preparation. That was uh, not the, the team that, that had played... won them four splits in a row. By the way, there was another roster oh. that was around before. Like they made changes. You know, they both changed years. out Ole. They changed out Poelter. Yeah. There's no reason to think they couldn't change out their jungler and keep winning. It was just that they didn't do any preseason practice as a team. There was no team practice preseason. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of reasons. was late coming in. Peter was not motivated. Guys, you don't have to roast me. I get it. Listen, listen. There was no possible way I could have come in here with a take after that last fucking guy and done anything. Nobody's even gonna... Every time somebody looks at this VOD, they're gonna they're gonna tune into that guy and then they're gonna turn the video off. After the... So, like, I'm getting roasted. I get it. I just thought... 
I wanted some actual NA talk for a little bit. Hey, I, I think you had a, a, a that was just one nitpick. Otherwise, I think there's there's a lot of points here about like you know the the whole liquor is going back in the ecosystem point. Some of these concerns that beyond is fudge equal to or better than licorice there's a number of these other other things that uh need to be taken into account when you start talking about this move and whether or yeah. not it's what it like jack could lose the offseason if c9 gets third but licorice gets first on tsm or whatever you know i think people would still say this was a lost offseason then yeah i also didn't know the uh that like c9 mid lane was still so like ephemeral and mysterious i wasn't sure that it was I yeah, I mean, we we don't know like, all the way out or not. Yeah, we don't know yet. Okay. I mean, uh, so I I think it's fine for you to I look. I think you should be saying you should be bringing this stuff up because C nine was a really good team, and whenever nobody was surprised whenever they said, "Hey, we're going to run it back with the same roster." So I think it's completely reasonable for you to call in and say, "Like, I think this is potentially an issue," and we just because we don't know that Niski's not going to be playing in mid doesn't mean that like. If it's up in the air, I think it's fine for you to say, like, I'm worried when I'm hearing this stuff. So I think it's a good call, and I'm glad that you brought it up, and I, I think people need to be asking this. I, I'm i just really curious to see what they end up doing, because, um, yeah, if Licorice goes and dumpsters people uh, on another team and helps carry them to win, like, that's going to be rough. But in a world where you've got Alfari coming over, too, and I don't know, it's going to be... I, I'm excited for top lane. In fact, just to give a little bit of a tease, hopefully Tim doesn't get frustrated with me, but, like... Tim Tim's hot or Tim's run it for this week is around the fact that like the best teams at Worlds had the best top laners and when NA seems to kind of have a drought of top laners it's probably a good thing that next year we are looking to have an influx of talent into that role so I think it'll be cool um McCallum though listen I know it was a tough act to follow I think you did admirably I don't feel like you should feel self-conscious about following McMahon um, what do you want to, anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Um, I started watching League of Legends whenever TSM played, like, Good Game University. Oh, jeez. Oh, like, jeez. Yeah, like, back, that, that, that's when I became a TSM fan, and I've watched forever, and Bergson retiring, like, I tuned into Twitch, and I was going to just, like, tune on, turn on my own stream, and then I saw Travis was streaming with, like, 300 viewers, and I tuned in and it said, Bergson retiring, and Travis was sitting there kind of, like, silently. And I felt like I had got punched in the gut and like I teared up a little bit. So like I don't know. My shout out is like to Bjergsen and his legendary career and being like a mainstay in the North American scene, but also as like a OG TSM fan, like this this dude is like a real legend to me. So yeah. yeah. Shout out to Bjergsen and his career. Um shout out to Mark and Travis. Thanks guys. By the way, I have and I can't show it unfortunately because it's a, a company that does not sponsor me, but I have the keyboard that wild turtle used to win that no. split and it's signed and he gave it to me right after that so the first ever lcs split i have the keyboard that was used to win it for when turtle for that Dude, turtle that's like, that, that, is that the same split where he got subbed in and got the pentakill and kaylin like yeah that, yeah yes. that damn dude that's actually really that's legendary we should, we should open that's, a... like, that's like the bob knight's chair that he threw on the court we should we should open up a museum, Travis. I don't know if I if Josh still has it, but for a while we had the couch that was Curse Gaming's couch for like three years as well. And like countless legendary esports figures have slept on that couch. Oh man, I got rid of when I moved to this place with Kobe. I finally got rid of. Do you remember that black futon that I had in the living room for so long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that futon, like everyone had slept on at some point in time, like. 
Peter, Shocks, uh, oh man, there's like just uh, so many people that have, have slept on it, and I don't know, it's, it's cool, um, whenever you have these things, and then it's sad when you have to get rid of them. Bishu, Bishu was somebody, I... Skara, Skara, when he lived with me for like a month, that was very fun. Yeah, anyway. I gotta get up in the morning to vote, and so should you. Yes, good job, <laughs> well I already voted today, to... oh he left. Oh, he left, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't kick him. Well, thank good, thank you, caller. Uh, <laughs> I already voted, but yes, everybody else should. You want to go All grab right. the next one? Is, is it time for Skillshot Master Four Twenty? Yeah, I guess. I'm very curious to see how this goes. Joby Kenobi Thirteen, thank you for the sub. By the way, subs are a little dry tonight. I don't know if anybody's got a, a Prime Gaming sub. A bunch of people have been giving them to me in the past couple weeks, so maybe that's where we're at. But any Prime gamers, very appreciated. Skillshot Master 420 is yes, here. Yes, sir. Where are you, what is popping, my man? Where are you <laughs> Where are you calling from? Calling from the middle state, Nebraska, man. Nebraska. The in the 50 states in this United States of America. Did you vote yet? Nebraska has a, a great deal did. of electoral power. Yes, I did. It is split to three, but unfortunately, I am 11 days too early, so I can't. 11 days to, oh, oh age-wise, yeah. you mean? Yeah, yeah, age-wise. Okay, oh. okay. Well, next election. Yes, Skillsh sir, definitely. Skillshot Master 420, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Well, I said in Discord, in all capital letters with multiple spelling mistakes, that I have the best lineup for under Alfari's contract that will win Worlds and LCS this year, and I'd like to share them. Wait, sorry, what does it have to do with Alfari's contract? Well, it costs less money than what TL is playing Alfari. Okay, so you're oh, you're saying for you can the get amount this for under like a million, basically. Okay, basically, well, it might be a little bit over. Just going to be honest. And you but said that will win worlds. It will win worlds, one hundred percent. Okay, All right, hit me. All right, first in the top lane, you get the one hundred thieves academy top laner, Fake God. He's a free agent. He's an absolute unit. All right, I'm telling you this right now, absolute unit. In the jungle, you go for the greatest jungler of all time who said he'd take a minimum deal, Tarzan, the greatest jungle of all time, mid lane. In you the said tar Tarzan, right? Not Tarzan? Tarzan. Yeah, no, okay, okay. not, not the good Tarzan. The, the great Tarzan. <laughs> Wait, but you just, you said not the good one, but then the great one. you're saying this the is the one that's going to win world. Okay, sorry, the continue. The one going to win worlds. Okay, mid lane. In the scouting grounds draft, the first overall pick will be always plan ahead, APA, the greatest mid laner since Faker, okay? ADC, you get the best player of all time, even in the LCS right now, Johnson. He's an incredible ADC. And support, you get treats, because who cares about support? <laughs> That's winning worlds. I'm just saying that right now. Why did you pick treats? Who's your coach? Um... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be the coach, man. I'll work for free, man. <laughs> so you don't Gafford, think this team needs Travis a coach? I'm sure, I'm sure the lineup will be excited to work with Travis him. Gafford would take them to freaking World's Finals. He'd draft Ezreal Yumi, and he'd win the game. Is this APA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. APA scouting grounds guy. He's no, but are you, are you him? Is this Am this I is? APA? Yeah. Is this, is this your, your pitch? The young upcoming... I I mean, APA probably needs me as his agent, man, because I'm just getting them some good-ass opportunities right here. When am I going to get my job with Dignitas? They need a freaking GM, and I'm that guy. 
Anyway, thank you so much, Skillshot, for the call. <laughs> Anything you want to shout out before we move on to the next call? I want to I want to shout out Travis Gafford because I he he's given away that headset and he gave and I won the giveaway and I just like to say thank you for that. You are an awesome. Oh, dude. that was I you. Just like to say thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Um. It's no, it's no. 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 I just want to say thank you. I just want yeah. to say thank. You. That's all I want to say. Yes, I did. I did a giveaway the other day for a headset, um, and he won it. So congratulations! You'll be getting that soon. Uh, I need to. I need to go mail it. Actually, I'm doing that today. Uh, thank you, though, Skillshot, for the call, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Analysis, right there. That's what you need on the show. Just letting you know. Top tier analysis. Yeah, I think maybe boot him. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so Twitch chat. That was their poll for the night. Uh, that was their vote. I mean, Hope, they're all uh, going to say it was amazing. Um, I hey for for a five minute aside of a meme, you know what? It wasn't that bad. And I'm down with a roster that's mostly young, upcoming talent. You know, if there's a team that's not Team Liquid or anybody who's in contention with all these big names we've been talking about, you know what? Go for it. So that's I, would... I mean that's what's funny to me is uh, I think this year there are two teams that Reddit will be excited about. Um, they will be excited about either a team that has like, you know, like the rumored Team Liquid roster that's like Alfari and Jensen and and Corey J etc. Or they'll be excited for the team that's just like five scouting grounds players, and they'll be like, "Thank God someone is trying." And then this team will go zero and four, and their opening week or two weeks or whatever, and then they will just get hard flamed, and people will be like, "Oh yeah, what a joke." Can't believe this is a thing. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, the whole give young talent a shot thing. If you actually put five rookies together and they don't do well, it's definitely going to catch some heat. Anyways, you ready for the next caller? Yeah. Okay. Thank you to Alex94536 for the prime Azul Flower 8850. Thank you for the sub. And Lift a Manjaro. Appreciate it. We're taking subs all night. Lil Chester 27 returning to the show. Lil Chester, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I want to talk about who I think is the best top laner in the world now after Worlds 2020. Well, remind me where you're calling from. I'm calling from just outside Springfield, Missouri. All right. Well, uh, who is the best top laner? Well, Travis. Who do you think was the top top laner in damage per minute, uh, average kills per game, and was tied for most solo kills at I'm, Worlds? I'm guessing it's going to be somebody I would not expect. Well, who do you think it is? Throw a name out, Travis. Ben? It is Ben. He was also the third in damage percent for top laners and second in CS per minute. And that was while in, being in a group with Wonder and Impact playing zoom and three six nine in the in the uh playoffs the finals against nuggery could have been better and i think that's the only downside to his resume from this world's but i think if you look back in the future on the biggest plays from this world's ben had a lot of them people on twitch are saying i pulled that from twitch chat no go back and look at my draft buff draft i interviewed solo in i think week one and he was like this guy is insane uh, and I guess they'd scrimmed or something. And he's like, this guy is so, so good. And so I drafted him and some people uh, flamed me. And then he was like my number one performer for Didn't that week you... and got me like a crazy score for that 
that time. I remember so you, I'm, you I'm messaged me and you're like, what do you think of this lineup or something? And I was like, yeah. pretty good. And I was surprised you picked so many, like, I think you also had Huang Feng in there or something. Yeah, I got some good players, but... Um, and I was like, wow, you picked a lot of, like, the... I don't diamonds in the rough is not the right thing, but yeah. at that point we're not the most talked about players at Worlds. I was surprised you actually had a good lineup. Yeah, I think I think that was the one where I got third that week out of like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And, yeah. and it was because of Ben. So anyway, all I'll say is I, I'm on the Ben hype train. I very much agree after he killed it for me. Um I'm gonna disagree. I think Ben's incredible. Oh, don't God. get me wrong. I don't think there's any contention that he's one of the best in the world. And I think your point about the highlight plays that he has uh, is a good one because pop-off and carry potential is a real thing that I, I appreciate. Um, but I just can't in good conscience say it's him after that performance versus Zoom. I got to give it to Zoom. I think uh, the rest of Zoom's team fell apart. I don't think Conaby looked nearly as good as he should have. Um, you know, their bot in, in, in mid had some issues as well. I don't think Yigao looked great. Uh, Loken was never really a star for that team, or like I don't think he was considered not to me considered a serious star. I think it was more about Lumao and stuff, who was was good but not great. Um, but Zoom, I mean, he absolutely slammed Bin in their series, and the only time Bin even was close was when he started with a Sheen and laning phase, and he played pretty well. Uh, but otherwise, he was just getting crushed every game. Um, and like you said, Nuggery in the finals also had a pretty good performance against him. I will say that did also feel like a little bit of, you know, team diff as well. I think it's one of those things that can spill over. So, um, you know, Canyon won MVP. He was incredible. And he, he was able to do things in the top lane too. So I think Ben's one of the best. I think, you know, it's, it's not that crazy, especially when you consider, hey, you got the wor- first Penta Worlds finals ever. Uh, and he did it on Fiora, which is not generally considered a super strong champion right now. So, uh, you know what? I, I don't think it's too crazy. And he did better than Zoom. So there you go. Chester, Mark disagrees with you. <laughs> well, so I think, thank you for pointing that out. Uh, I also think, though, that if you look um, with his, so I think if you look across worlds, I think he had the best resume of any top laner. I think it's also important to note the sort of like redemption arc that he had coming out of summer finals in which he struggled against some of the best top laners in China. I mean, that was a big talking point going into the semifinals against top was that he basically got gapped in the fi- or Was it finals of LPL summer? Uh, semis. Jesus, I can't semis. Talk, so. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they were the third seed. Um, and so basically the talk from a lot of analysts that I heard was like, well, it doesn't really matter. He's going to get absolutely blasted by three, six, nine again. Top's just going to run through top side and take over. And I think he more than held his own. I think he actually like, pretty well outperformed 369 for most of that series. Yeah, I think um, it was an interesting series because it felt like in the LPL, 369 played a lot of carries, and that was mostly what he played. Um, and he especially had interesting counter picks. Uh, you know, he, w- he would play the Quinn into the Renektons and stuff like this. Um, and Jackie Love, and especially Yu Yanja, were doing so terribly... I shouldn't say so terribly. I mean, they're playing the best teams in the world. They were getting exposed so hard. I think what happened, I talked about this a little bit on the dive um, last week, I think it was, that what happened was 369 couldn't do that. Uh, he couldn't get the jungle resources that that he needed to play the style that Bin plays. And Bin gets resources, don't get me wrong. He gets a lot of help. Uh, and unfortunately for them, Karsu was needed bot lane to stabilize this this team this, that was just getting picked apart by everyone. They got absolutely obliterated by 
uh, Fnatic's bot lane, and that's when 369 made the swap to tanks. And I think that's what ha- they continued that into, into the semifinal series because they had to, because again, their bot lane was having some issues. Um, and Ben, you're talking about all these damage stats. I think he played the least tanks out of anyone at Worlds. I think he played one Orn game, and I don't know if he played anything else. Um, so his, his damage numbers are going to be a little bit inflated by situations like that, uh, the fact that he doesn't have some of these other games. Uh, but I also wouldn't say that 369 played better than him, despite all that, that caveating I just did. Um, so, like, yeah, there were problems that stopped 369 from being able to play the same champions and maybe get some of those more skill-based matchups that he was able to beat him in in, in the regular season. But I, I do, or excuse me, in LPL playoffs. But I think the rest of the team stepped up, Bin stepped up. They obviously improved immensely over the course of, of Worlds. And I don't think it's that crazy to say that Bin had a better Worlds than 369 at all. And, you know, he's he's better right now. I don't think that that's too crazy. The Does other that make thing you... I think... Oh, go ahead, Chester. I was going to say, the other thing I think is interesting is um, you talked about counterpick or you talked about picking um, sort of like lane matchups. I do think it's interesting that Sooning seemed to so heavily, especially once they got into the knockout stage, give counterpick over to Bin. I think that's really telling for where they think he's at relative to even players like SOFM, who I think was maybe one of the best performers overall at Worlds. Um, you saw him constantly getting counterpick, which is how he gets things like the Fiora. I mean, at one point he played a game in play-ins uh, where he took no flash. He had ignite teleport on Camille. I mean, like he was just yeah. playing so aggressive. He's got Omni and, Stones in there and stuff. Like you just so so rarely saw him get punished. And I think that's the mark, like the mark of a truly great top laner is the ability to like kind of like three six nine did in the regular season in the summer is just take those super aggressive counter picks that are really feast or famine. And I mean, you saw it bite him, especially in games three and four in the finals, but uh, four especially was, I think, jungle intervention more than top gap. (laughs) But I mean, you saw him constantly taking these hyper aggressive picks and just making them work, especially picks that nobody else was playing, right? I mean, did we see a Fiora all of worlds and he brings it out in world finals game two down 0-1 and gets a pentakill with it? Like, I mean, he just, I think he just really showed that he is the, like the ideal type of top laner for the current meta. And what I anticipate the meta will be going forward as we just get heavier and heavier into solo lane carries like we used to do back in the day. I say, um, we did see another Fiora. It was Negri and Semis having his like zero seven game or whatever. Oh or, yeah. 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 Maybe it's like three and seven. I don't remember. Um, and I do think, you know, carries have the potential to have those kind of games when, Things start going badly. You get those jungle intervention games. I think mean, this says more about the team and the champion that you played than, than your individual skill. And I think that's a hopefully something North America and its fans can take away. When you just watch the world champion have a 0-7 Fiora game and the set the second place team have these kind of games, like let that happen. And don't think terribly of, of your team because of in a best of one their top your top tried a, a thing and they, they played bad and you're roasting him now like that happens pantheon supports go one and seven you know like that happened to every pantheon support i think i watched at worlds or heading into worlds like there are some picks that when it goes south it goes south fast and i think um understanding when someone's on a champion like that that you can um cut them a little bit more slack and hopefully that allows north american tops a little bit more breathing room to experiment and so i'm not watching the same four matchups all year long but Mark, if I lose week three of spring LCS because I experimented top lane and Reddit gets mad at me, what will I do? 
how will I survive as a franchise? You know what? Sadly, sadly, you're, you might not have a job next play. Yeah. You know? I can't pick Wukong. What if we lose? What if we lose? No, a game? I was about to make the Wukong joke. You got there first. Yeah. Chester, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to our last caller? Uh, I, to be honest, I haven't been able to listen tonight, so I always watch the VOD later. Um, I had some stuff going on tonight, but I don't know if this has been brought up, but I do want to tell everybody at home, you know, win, lose, or draw tomorrow. I hope everybody still treats each other with respect and still treats each other the way that uh, they should. Um, I know tomorrow is going to be really contentious for everybody, the day after probably even more so, but I do hope that people still kind of don't lose sight of what it means to be a decent person in light of sort of the chaos we're seeing. Thank you very much, Chester. Good words. Thanks for having me. Yeah, have a good one. You too. Very Interesting night take. to be doing this show. Uh, glad, uh, there's a glad... lot of good takes tonight, I gotta say, yeah. though. Yeah, that's true. It's been, it's been one of our better episodes in a while. Yes. Raul Santos, thank you for the nine months. Really appreciate it. People don't understand that you can actually have a draw. <laughs> that's like, it's a thing that could happen. Um... So, Jordan uh, is here. Oh, Mark? Something? No, what were you going to say? Oh, so for this take, another bit of context, given that I've been branching out a little bit more. This had some of the most emojis I've seen on the take in a hot minute. Uh, it had three laughing emojis, one question mark ping, two, I don't really know what this is, currency exchange, one poop emoji, three hang up, one clown, two toothless emojis, a stop, Two villager rage emojis and one woman gesturing no emoji. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it had quite a few reactions uh, uh, to it. On, Octagonal on sign. And before you judge them for making those emojis, my take was that NA does need to stop trying to win internationally. So like when you when I when you see that written down, it's like that's that's bad. But you know, I got into League of Legends because of Bjergsen back in 2014, just seeing him pop off, you know, this little, this little boy popping off on the world stage. And now and you're going to exit uh, League of Legends because Bjergsen retired? No, 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 not, not at <laughs> all. Like, like his, his, every peace, year everybody, of his my career, final words are stop trying to win. Good luck. <laughs> every year of his career, he tried to win world. And so it's kind of bittersweet that he retired, never achieving the goal that he set for himself. And it's like, you know, it's because he was, honestly, it's because he was an NA. Like, if we're honest with ourselves, there's only two organizations in the West that have proven that they have a shot at winning Worlds, and it's G2 and Fnatic. Like, everybody else in LEC is trying to win LEC. So why is NA, which is definitely a worse region in LEC, I think it's been proven now, trying to do the same thing that G2 and Fnatic are trying to do? So I can you tell me... Cage... Oh, go so, ahead. so Jordan, walk me through this. What does it look like in your world where we stop trying to perform well internationally? No, I'm not saying that the players need to stop performing well. I'm saying NA needs to stop trying to perform well. So like us, like the the region, like the players need to get in there and just do their best every single time. But so when you say NA, our, what do you I mean, mean? Yeah, I just mean the culture. Our culture needs to stop judging ourselves based on how well we do internationally because we're not going to beat the teams that are like the regions that are better than us. Like our culture needs to decide we are NA. We need to be the best that NA can be because we definitely. We keep talking about how do we fix these systemic issues and you know like honestly look at north america and its history with systemic issues we have we don't even know how to like we should probably just say you know let's just accept who we are first and then just be, try to be the best versions of ourselves and i think that's the best way to go about it forwards because if you look at lpl 
they didn't try to become Korea. They just did their own thing. And the next thing you know, they're better than Korea. So maybe if NA just does its own thing for a few years, who knows? I've, what I've always been, have. what is, can you elaborate on, on doing your own thing? Well, we keep trying to beat teams in other regions. And so, we, we obviously can't do that. So, so I think that I, I think our best thing is to just, just to stop, look, to stop comparing ourselves to Europe and China and Korea and compare ourselves to, you know, TL next, this next split. Everybody's goal should be beat TL. Maybe TL's goal can be performing internationally, but NA as a region, like the third, second and third place teams should not, like, if you can't even beat the number one team in NA, why do you think you can win the world? I mean, TL was not the number one team in NA this year, but. I mean, he's saying, you know. Yeah, yeah, in the future, in the future with that roster. Sure. So, so I guess here's, here's where I'm getting a little confused because I feel like we're kind of going in two different directions. You're saying mm -hmm. NA needs to stop trying to win or perform internationally, but then you're saying the, the players should keep trying to do it. Well, the players. My, the way every, I'm interpreting. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. The way I'm interpreting what you're saying is that fans should stop expecting NA to perform internationally, and yet the team should still have that goal. No, I don't think the team should have that goal. Like the players can have that goal, but I don't think like I think like, and they can talk about that goal. But I think in like the, like, for instance, Jet. Jet just went to TL. I don't think he should be trying to win worlds right now. I think he needs to just try to make a consistent team. That can actually just you know win NA because if you can't win a every win NA every year you can't perform well. T TL was performing well when they were winning NA, but now they're not winning NA and they're not performing well, so they need to get back to that. So well, I I can uh, totally see the take of like T Jet should not come in with expectations that TL is going to win Worlds this year or maybe even next. The problem I have is like it becomes difficult because what what is your goal become? If they, they've won NA LCS a ton or LCS a ton, so then you go to Worlds and and at that point in time, you're just like, well, our goal now is to just do our best. I Like, it becomes hard when you don't have another carrot at the end of that stick. Well, so... I, go ahead, Mark. So there's like, there's a part of this take that I almost want to agree with, but I feel like it's, it's, it's we're not getting there because like, there's so many other problems with what you're saying. Like, I there's don't think Jet. Well, there's there's the there's the assumption that Jet went in there and was like, "We're gonna win worlds." I don't think he did that. I think Jet went in and said, "Hey, we're the ninth place team. Let's try and fix this." <laughs> I, and, I, and I think that's why that team got better. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But I also think some of the things you're, you're like, "Oh, they focused on winning worlds or something, and then they weren't winning worlds. So they need to focus, or, or then they weren't winning an A, so they got to focus on winning an A." It's like, I think. A lot of teams want to win worlds and players want to win worlds, but you can have like I bet in your life there's things that multiple things that you want to do. And sometimes it's even like a progression of of hitting those goals with an ultimate goal. Like I want to bench my body weight, but for now I'm gonna focus on benching this amount instead. You know, like that is probably how a lot of NA teams think about it. And I can say that's how we thought about it. You know, it was like everyone wants to go to Worlds and they want to perform well at Worlds. And but like for now, I want to stop losing scrims this week, and I want to figure out what's going to be the best thing to play on Friday or Saturday, whatever. You know, like I don't think that. The so I think I think you I think you just said the answer because you said everybody wants to go to Worlds and perform well at Worlds. I think if that was the narrative, like not even like even if it was zero six, I think we need to stop looking at like results of like, for, I'm not saying TSM played well, but like, I think 
TSM Good. was worse than Clutch last year, even though Clutch also didn't win a game. And so I think you can look at those two things and like say performance wise, like we had higher expectations of somebody like Demonte as opposed to somebody like Double Lift after these two things, just based on their just based on how it, we feel about their performances and the expectations going in. Because TSM was a one seed, we thought people thought you know they should compete to get out of this group, where we shouldn't think about that. We should just think about let's just see how our players do on the world stage. And once we get, once we find, you know, five players who can consistently perform well on the world stage, we can pull a G2, get them all on one team and then push them out there because we know that we have five players that can do it consistently. But again, what does it look like when you make it to worlds? Like, because you, if your goal is not like, you kind of say like, oh, we should just see if we can get team, teams that do well at worlds. What do you think we're doing right now? I think it should be the same as what a team, what like a region like the LMS does, because like I think because the LMS performs, I don't think the LMS goes in thinking we're going to beat China and Korea at Worlds this year. But they, they but they do perform where they say we're going to make our region proud. We're going to show our best. But I just feel like our our idea of our best is winning. As like America, like North America, is too focused on the result of the game and not how the players look all the time. But is that even true? Like, I don't think everyone was like, if TSM doesn't win Worlds, I'm disappointed. I think there's a, a, a world where TSM just played well, but didn't make it out of that group. Some people aren't this upset. I think, you know, like, people don't feel that badly about TL, for instance. You know, I think people would have been happier if they got out of the group. But, like, people are like, hey, Tactical looked good and stuff. You know, like... I don't even understand. I, but TL is also the third seed. Like, I, I also yeah, don't know, because you're saying that they should focus more on getting good at the game and less on the results. It's just, like, it's tough for me to understand that logic because it's not like you, it's not like it's one or the other. It's yeah, not like... I don't, yeah, and I, I guess, I guess in a, I, I made the take hot so you would pull me on the show. So, like, to, to, to take it back a little bit, like, it's not that I think the players, I think if you're a player trying to play in LCS, your goal should be one day to hold the world championship. But I don't think just because that's the player's goal, I think, I think the everything around the player needs to be like, how do we, we can't even like get a team. Like, if, if there was still relegations, these orgs, some of these orgs would not be still in the LCS because you can five, you can get five challenger players together and play better than some of these teams do on the day sometimes. And that's, an issue in our league that we need to fix before we can because like how can like these teams even the one win worlds get good practice when they're practicing against rosters that are different every week like we need to like somehow make lcs you know so don't so make lcs great again so i think then win worlds this is the part of the take that i think i can slightly align more with like i think the the teams shouldn't focus on doing well internationally. It's like, well, some of these teams do go international. So like to Travis's point, they have to think about that, you know? Um, but there are teams who, when you see the signings, you just know they're probably not going to do that well. And you question what their goal is. And I brought this up a lot of times during summer about teams like Dig or Immortals prior to when they, they actually start putting in their younger players. But like, for a period of time, it's like, what is what is like this lineup with Soez, Smithy, Apollo, Hagaho doing at the bottom of the standings, you know, through the first couple of weeks? Like, what is their what is their goal? And then they bench their whole roster and put in these other guys. And it's like, what do you what do you what are you trying to do here? And so like there are teams that as offseason is developing, 
I wonder why they're still signing some of the players that they're signing. And that part of your take, I can agree with. But a lot of the other stuff you said in here, I don't think makes much sense. Exactly. It, it, and it does. It, it probably doesn't make sense. I'm, I, maybe my brain's just broken from loving <laughs> NA so much and then getting to this point. Um, and to add to that point, I think a, a good example is also like if let's say there's a rumor that TSM cut Broken Blade. Like this guy's been in two or four splits in two finals and won one of them. And they cut him because of his world's performance. It's, you know, he didn't perform well in the international stage this year. It's like, I like, you know, when, they, when roster moves like that get made, when you have somebody who can perform well in, in eight, like get a, find another mid laner to go with that and pump them up. And then when you have a mid, because you don't have any players that can perform well internationally, don't perform one of the best performers in your playoffs that help you one, that help you get to worlds in the first place and you cut them, like, if that rumor is true, you know, it's like you see things like that. It's like, what are these teams actually thinking? Why aren't they keeping good players? Why are they trying to get better than? And but then they signed, like you said, then they, then they sign a player who didn't get to Worlds either. So, I mean, again, we're talking about the top teams now. And like, I don't know what happened behind the scenes with TSM. I mean, like from what Doublelift has said in his streams recently, it sounds like there were interpersonal issues about how people approach the game, which is not performance related. Um, right? We're not talking about Broken Blade True. doing poorly at Worlds. <laughs> We're talking about during their practice for Worlds, one player, according to Doublelift, or some players, were coin flipping every game and making it impossible to practice because every game was just decided this way or something. And, and you know, I, I have no horse in this race. I'm just saying, like, that's not about and, yeah, and, and so that, that might be that might be a bad so that that might be a bad well, example. And once you know the details, um, I don't read the gossip. I try to wait till the actual news comes out because it's hard to do that. But like if but like when you see moves like that when players get shuffled, it's like why did that player actually get shuffled for like a side grade? And okay, then, yeah, I, but I, I do I think we're going a little bit off tangent yeah. here. Look, if if the expect if your if your take is, and this is one I could agree with, a. NA needs to reset its expectations because after two years of not making out of groups, we should not be uh, saying that success is defined by winning worlds, which I don't know if we were even doing that right now, but I do think it's like fine to make sure that next year we, we don't have people thinking like, Hey, we're probably going to win worlds. And if we don't, then like you should be pissed. But um, I do think it's tough to say that like we, I, I think saying that, I think to imply that like we need to focus on getting better and right now we're not doing that. We're focusing on trying to win worlds, which is kind of what it sounds like you're saying. I think that's a little tough for, for me to follow, but if I've mischaracterized your take, I apologize. However, it, it, you did not mischaracter. You didn't mischaracterize it. It's just a deep take. Um, either way, I do appreciate your call. Is there anything you want to say before we wrap up? The yeah, show? I do actually want to um, like get ready to get your ego struck. I want to shout you out because um, you actually, I like what you do. You're kind of like a, you, you do give a voice to the players. And I, and I, and I um, Travis, um, Travis, like his style, he gives a voice to the players. I like watching him because he speaks for the players. I know a lot of people think, oh, you're soft on the players. But no, you're giving the players an outlet. And I wish people would understand that. Like without Travis, we wouldn't know anything about Doublelift because Doublelift wouldn't have felt comfortable with the story coming out. But now because Travis exists, we have a, a legend in our scene that we actually have a personal connection to. And I just mm -hmm. want to like, you know, shout you out for that because that's really important. 
Thank you so much for the for the call. I really do appreciate it and the nice words as well. Thank you very much. And that's why Alienware made a good choice. <laughs> Have a good one, man. Have a good evening. Clip it. Send it to Alienware. Send it to all those teams who were turning down interviews at Worlds, Travis. Like, look at this guy. Uh, by the way, shout out to Captain Flowers who raided us. And I believe that he tried to get everyone to spam Yep Cock whenever they joined. Um, yeah, and that was a I weird think raid. I think because we have the the setting that stops it from like the unique mode or whatever, where you can't yeah, you can't yeah. put another word in if somebody has done it, people were not able to do it. So then they were coming up with like "yep clock" and I don't know, spelling "cock" differently. And then uh, I think Jackie, who probably came over from his stream and is one of my mods is trying to change the setting and she keeps turning on two minute slow mode which is not the way that you change it so anyway i just i've enjoyed it thank you captain flowers for the the raid of so many people and while the show is over the stream is not so please everyone stick around i'd really appreciate it we can all hang out and have a good time mark what do you got uh loki this is one of our best episodes i think we've had in a hot minute um i think uh you know my mood showed up, carried the show, but the other people were pretty good as well. And I think even, you know, even that last caller shows the dichotomy of like, you never know what you're going to get because on paper, that take was not, you know, like it's hard to know what you're going to get. My mood was a, was a crapshoot, turned out to be incredible. This take was a more of a struggle to figure out what we were going for. So, you know, I think it's, it's tough. It's tough is what I'm saying. To, and, that's and, what, and no disrespect to our last caller. I think yeah, it's just no, a matter of like, we needed to refine the take a little bit to, to make sure we could address it properly. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I have no idea based off the couple sentences in discord yeah, as well, how this person's going to present whatever the take is. Cause sometimes people put, put in great takes and then it's, you know, now you're live t on air talking to people. Um, but I, I still like that part about the show that we get different conversations than you would get. Can you imagine another, like, on the dive, all of us being like, you know what we need to do? We need to stop caring about winning yeah. internationally. You know, the conversation is just not going to come up. No, you guys would just have a really boring conversation about, like, oh, yeah, I thought that, like, this item in this Are, game was hey, good. We recorded a dive this morning. It was great. Fuck Where me. is it? Is it out? No, I actually have a funny story for you. But Well, all I'm saying is we do this show live, so there's no little edits and tweaks that are going on behind the scenes. Mark Zimmerman's stupid things he says actually go out simultaneously, all right? The dive, you ever you ever see a little, what looks like a little clip? I'd say plenty of dumb things in the dive. That's, oh, that's yeah, we don't, we don't clip things out of this show sometimes? You never, you've never axed a little bit? We did, the last time we did it was like many episodes ago, and it was your request. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying we do it, you know? Get off your high horse. The dive is out. Is it? That's what people say. Did anyone tag me in a dive tweet? No. Did it come out? When did it come out? Oh, it came out at 6.26. I missed it. Hey, if you guys want to keep watching some stuff, there's a dive out nope. apparently. They're going to watch my bounty. Either way, thanks everyone. Uh, Mark, what do you want to shout out? Uh, nothing. Goodbye. I love you. I have something to shout out. Uh, I'm going to promote this across two episodes. I believe I've been told that the date is locked. I know oh. the time is not locked, but Mark Zimmerman and I will be interviewing Brandon Sanderson uh, to talk about Rhythm of War 
on the 12th. I've been told by the publisher this is happening. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Brandon Sanderson is our favorite fantasy author. Um, we'll be doing it live on Twitch, and then it'll go on the book channel. So if you're listening to the podcast or whatever and you care about fantasy books, uh, you should... First off, you should care about fantasy books. Secondly, uh, this is this will be good. I mean, we're going to be talking about the fourth book in Stormlight, which is... Releasing... It's releasing on the 17th, I want to say. Some, some Something, middle, middle yeah. of November. We'll, we'll get the exact So date. So maybe, you know, at, well, well, the first, uh, I think, 20 minutes or so, we're going to try to keep spoiler free. Uh, I mean, not you know, for all of his stuff. So either way, we're Mark and I are very, very excited about this because I think, I think it's just pretty cool. So that'll be yeah, next week, I, mean, I think, right? He's... What'd you say? That'll be next week, a week from Thursday. Yeah. I mean, this is... I'm super excited for it. I mean, he's... he's huge uh and he's a really cool guy i watch i mean he has a great youtube channel full of like lectures he's the most accessible author i've ever seen and probably one of the most like accessible people just in terms of like like clarity into like what he's doing he has progress bars on his site he's active on reddit he's got a youtube channel he's also writing a shitload of books like it's absolutely insane so I'm a huge fan of him. I'm excited. And we're also interviewing the narrators. The narrators, well, yes. Right? Uh, I mean, that. I, I'm almost certain about that as well. I don't know if it'll also be on the 12th. We're trying to make it the same stream block so that like you can tune in and watch both of them. But um, yeah, uh, Michael Kramer and Kate Redding who narrate it. So if you like the audiobook stuff, we're going to talk to them, which I think should be pretty cool. Uh, people are asking what time. We don't know the time yet, but we will hopefully get the time to you eventually. Uh, and by the way, you can always do in my Twitch chat free exclamation mark free book audibletrial.com slash Travis Gafford. You can go there and you can get a free book. So affiliate deal I have with them. So you can start a Brandon Sanderson novel. Uh, Way of Kings is the first one in Stormlight if you want to check 40, it out. 40 ish hours of, of audio. Yeah. Either way, both really excited about that. That'll be cool. I guess I'll have some other stuff coming out this week as well. Thanks so much, to Mark Zimmerman. For being here, my guest for the evening. And uh, I'm out. don't go anywhere because the show, the stream is, the stream will continue.